Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Well, this is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want, and today I'm delighted to have as a special guest, Albany Jones, the Price is Right Realtor. I'm so excited to be here and just excited to talk with you today. I love your branding in real estate, and uh, you are girlfriend of a friend of mine, Avery Washington, here a realtor locally in our Wilmington, North Carolina, southeastern North Carolina market, and you are a realtor more in the Greensboro, High Point area, but you do business all over the state as well, right? Yes, I do. Um, so our business is based primarily in the triad, yeah. but I have done some things outside of there and I kind of branched over here a little bit closer to here, yeah. but I haven't really moved here full time yet. So I'm excited to see what the future holds Maybe for that. Maybe the future. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll get you to the Wilmington area. Well, I, Well, a lot of people may not realize that there's a reason behind why you use that branding. So I wanted to kind of just introduce yourself to our listeners. Maybe you could tell a little bit about your personal story and background and your professional background. Yeah. So um, prior to COVID, I actually was working with The Price is Right. I was their head carpenter. And I also um, was working for another show called Paw Patrol Live, which a lot mm-hmm. of the kids love Paw Patrol. <laughs> and so um, after COVID happened, there were no more shows, no more gatherings. And so I had to kind of pivot. And my mom actually owns a real estate company I work for. So I pivoted into that. Mm-hmm. But I actually was building the sets and games for the tour of The Price is Right. And so that's where The Price is Right Realtor came from. That's so cool. <laughs> so you're traveling all over the country. They were doing recording yeah. episodes. Yeah, we didn't actually record the tour. Uh-huh. We just did prices. So it's okay. more so like we're bringing the show to you. Ah. And the show actually came here to Wilmington. Um this earlier this year yeah and they're still traveling and they still do have me um come out to train their staff if they mm-hmm. have someone gets COVID or whatever i'll fly mm-hmm. out as an as a consultant now so mm-hmm. still involved with my prices right family <laughs> <laughs> and you're most recently i know you were involved in uh, the maverick city uh collaboration tour with Kirk Franklin and yes that was I love Maverick City's amazing. music it was absolutely amazing it was life-changing yeah. we went to about 40 different um, cities mm. and we had so many sold-out shows and just to see like all different people from all different backgrounds coming together like mm-hmm. there were young people old people people of all ethnicities coming out and mm-hmm. it was like really amazing because usually when you get to a concert it's like a certain genre and everyone has something in common where it's just like oh my goodness like mm-hmm. I love rock and roll and mm-hmm. you know <laughs> but basically it was just very diverse very mixed and I mm-hmm. loved that about the tour and I also yeah. loved just Going on my own spiritual journey during mm. the tour, which mm-hmm. was amazing. I was gone for, let's say, around three months. So yeah. it gave me a lot of time to reflect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love 
Maverick City because they're very intentional about collaborating with all kinds of different artists. Yeah. And the mu- it's, you know, on my iTunes playlist of, you know, things I listen to all the time is probably anything that Maverick City's got coming out new and the collaborations, whether it be with Brandon Lake or... He was on tour with us, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know, whoever, great, but they just keep bringing together great, amazing people and really, really cool music. And it's got a little bit of a gospel feel to it, right. but, you know, you know, it's very it's contemporary. Like contemporary, yeah. yeah. I love so, that. Love it. Well, that was a really cool experience, it sounds like, for you. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Now, tell me a little bit, or our listeners a little bit about, you know, what did you do before, like, you got into The Price is Right? You know, what's some of that personal journey when you were a little younger? So, I grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents and I are very close to this day. I'm very close to my family. They all still live in Greensboro. Yeah. Um, basically... I would say I had a great childhood, <laughs> very curious, very adventurous, which I still am now. Uh-huh. That kind of never died. Um, and I transferred to a college in Miami Beach after kind of growing up in Greensboro. And from there, just started traveling full time. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Asia for a little bit, oh, doing yeah? the same type of work. I was what, a carpenter. Where were you at in Asia? Um, I was in like 15 different provinces in China. Wow. Yeah, and that was a cool experience. This was actually in right around 2019. So, mm-hmm. like, COVID was actually happening there. there. Yeah. And so, we didn't kind of get the news here until like a year later. So, mm-hmm. that was interesting to see how kind of far behind everything kind of ramped up over here. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed that experience. And then from there, came back to the States was traveling with Prices Right. And, like, at that point, I hadn't been home since, like, 2013. And so I came back to the area um, 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. And that's when I got into real estate. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be um, an easy transition Mm -hmm. just because of, like, the horror stories I've heard. And being that my mom has been in the industry for 20 years, I kind of grew up watching her work. Uh So she was working all the time. Yeah. Like, real estate is a full-time job. Yes, when you wake is. up in the morning, somebody needs something from you. When you go to bed at night, somebody needs something from you. Well, that's where we work, work on how do we leverage other resources to help us so we can, you know, the, the, I always find in the real estate um, profession, which is my primary hustle, is the time in front of the client, helping the client is both where you're creating the most valuable mm-hmm. and it's also the most rewarding intrinsically for me just to be able to help other people. I agree. A motivator. I agree. And I, I realized like a lot of people who kind of scale their business, mm-hmm. there are certain things where you just need that, mm-hmm. that interaction mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like, oh, I can hire this person to kind of do this, but it, it makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. And my clients are like my family. Like yeah. after the transaction is over, I still am connected with them. And I would say my first year, a majority of my business was referral based, mm-hmm. which you would think that it would take years and years. Yeah. But like I did not do any mailers. I didn't do any cold calling. I didn't do anything like everyone just kind of reached out to me awesome. from past clients. And it was amazing. And it's crazy how social media has like influenced everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially during the pandemic with people kind of becoming eye buyers and looking online. Mm-hmm. And so my first deal was from Instagram. 
So mm. it was my first day license, and I started posting. I was using some hashtags, and then my phone rang, and it was someone from San Diego. I'm like, who is this? This is a scam. <laughs> like, there's no way that someone's just going to call you on the yeah. first day and be like, I want to buy a house. And so I video called them. And it was during the time where there was low inventory. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, not really optimistic about it. And they ended up going under contract that day. Wow. And they didn't see the house until the closing. (laughs) But it was from Instagram. And so that's when I was like, I really need to take the social media aspect very seriously. Versus other things that may work for other people that don't really work for me. Well, I think you've done a nice job with your branding. And it sounds like you've got maybe some revamps coming up for how you'll uh, improve, improve all of that. But yeah. I think you're doing great. The, the Price is Right realtor, you know, that everybody's familiar with the brand, The Price is Right, because the TV show, mm-hmm. and then they associate you with that, which is a great way to brand yourself, I think. It's well, really powerful. thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. I told your boyfriend, Avery Washington, I said, you could take some pointers from Albany around her marketing. So. I do some of his um, social media. I slacked off a little bit, but in the beginning, you can tell if you go look at the top, you'll see what I did. You see the good stuff from, the from good what stuff. you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, he'll hear this, and uh, maybe that'll motivate him to even keep getting better and better. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you... Um, you grew up in the Greensboro area, close to your family, but you were traveling a lot. How, how did you maintain that close connection with your family as you're traveling overseas and whatnot? They will visit me. Oh, wow. So on this Maverick City run, my mom probably came to like four or five shows. Awesome. So she's like, hey, I'm coming to San Antonio. And like, that's the beauty of being flexible. With- yeah real estate yeah she can say okay i'm coming to san she came to san antonio she came to charlotte she came to raleigh she came to minneapolis so my mom likes to travel my dad was actually able to fly out and see um the show in one show in texas and i was so happy to see him because that was the first time that he got to come visit me and quite a while um on a show because mm. every time it just wouldn't align with his work schedule or mm. family and mm. life so he was able to finally come out and i was so happy well that's great that he come out and support his daughter yeah. but and then one time i was leaving to go i don't know what tour i was on i think it may have been prices right my mom and my entire family went to drop me off at the airport mm. and so i'm saying goodbye to them and I'm boarding the plane, and I'm like, why aren't they closing the door? What's going on? And my entire family walks on the plane, and they're like, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. We're coming with you. Ah. And we ended up having Thanksgiving dinner at an IHOP, which was quite the experience. But they actually <laughs> surprised me and went with me to work so that they could spend the holiday with me. That's so awesome. So, so cool. They always um, are visiting me to make sure that I don't feel lonely because mm-hmm. it is very rough being gone <clears throat> 11 months out of the year mm-hmm. working in the morning from like sometimes 6 a.m to 2 a.m mm-hmm. just making sure everything is going well and so that is a compromise that they have made that i really appreciate for that's sure. awesome that commitment they have to you yeah that's awesome very cool yeah. That would be a really cool surprise. They would walk on the plane again. And when they pick me up from the airport every time, it's like a whole thing. Like my mom um, and my grandma went to pick me up one day, and they made me this huge sign. It was like glittery letters, and they're uh-huh. like, welcome home. And I just love going back to Greensboro for sure. That's so cool. So cool. Well, 
it's so important to be grounded in that, you know, in, I do coaching with men in the man school and we talk about the, the different areas within the arena of life and family is one of those, uh, the eight key elements. Um, cause it's so important. You, you know, you, you can't just have success in business. You got to have success in all areas of life to have a whole life and a rounded life and family. Very, very, very important. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of difficult to prioritize one thing over another, mm-hmm. but once you kind of get that balance, it's priceless for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ahead of the show, Albany, I asked you to take a look at the theme of the mirror book, which I'm very excited. I showed you a, a, a mock-up of the book cover concept we just got my so co-author good. yesterday. I really like it a lot. Yeah, so I love the color as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, my favorite color is purple, and my co-author, Maria's favorite color <laughs> is pink. So yeah. the fuchsia is a perfect blend of it's a perfect those compromise. two favorites. So I like um, the color. Yes, but um, asked you to take a look at the elements of the reflect acrostic, and the two that seem to resonate with you most were one was the R chapter, which is to recognize the power to change, and then the first E chapter is to each day reflect on what you're grateful for already. So I'm wondering, what was it about one or both of those chapters that especially resonated with you? So I do completely agree that you have the power to change your life Mm -hmm. because the decisions that you make on a daily basis or what you're willing to compromise or what you're not willing to compromise Mm -hmm. can determine the outcome of your life, but it also will influence you as a person of like, hey, this is something I'm not willing to compromise on Mm -hmm. and I'm sticking to this. And it may keep you grounded Mm -hmm. and keep you like true to what you believe. Mm -hmm. And then like, I feel that it is very important to be grateful for what you have in the moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, especially when I first got started in real estate, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's next? This person is closed. What's next? Yeah. Uh, This person is under contract. What's next? What am I going to do next? I need to do. And so it was almost like I was on a hamster wheel Mm -hmm. and I was chasing this like idea of success that I didn't even spell out for myself Mm -hmm. like in the first year I didn't set a goal of like I want to sell x amount of homes because at the end of the day I felt that it was important to put people before profit Mm -hmm. which is our our theme at the company Mm -hmm. I work for Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't matter you know and it's just like let's focus on now let's be grateful that this person was able to secure a home Mm -hmm. today in this crazy market that we had before. Now it's kind of like mellowing out a little bit. <laughs> but well, I, uh, that really resonates with me that the acrostic I have for my real estate business is HOME. So it stands for helping others means everything. So we were talking a little earlier before the show. It's like just the ability just to help other people is intrinsically rewarding in what we get to do. Yeah, We get to help them achieve their dreams of home ownership or something new or a vacation property, whatever, but intrinsic within that process is helping people. And then like, I think you alluded to earlier, for me, it's like you become part of the family. It's like, okay, we've completed this transaction, but now, you know, we've got ongoing recurring client appreciation. Lots of adopted aunts and uncles (laughs) and sisters and brothers. And it's just like, it's amazing to maintain that connection with Mm -hmm. them. And they're truly grateful for how you helped them. Yeah. And so that's very rewarding for sure. And they're going to sense that from you, and that's going to 
get those referral and repeat business opportunities because uh, that relationship that right. you've cultivated. That's yeah. great. But I'm off the hamster wheel now because I, <laughs> in that reflection time yeah. that I had, I took a step back because I felt overwhelmed because mm. I was always thinking, what's next, what's next, what's mm-hmm. next, what's next, instead of living in the moment mm-hmm. and being grateful for now. Like, I have a roof over my head. I'm able to support myself. Mm-hmm. I'm able to live a comfortable life. And when you've been exposed to so many different things, like specifically when I lived in China, and you see like like poverty firsthand or you see firsthand suffering like like mm-hmm. so close. Mm-hmm. It, it changes your mindset, especially coming back home. You feel a little bit more grateful and people will be complaining about, oh, this and that. And oh, gas prices are so high. Like people are suffering mm-hmm. and there are more pressing issues that are going on. And we just have to really have like a spirit of gratitude mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And when I came home, I feel just more calm and relaxed, more balanced mm-hmm. um, because I'm truly like just basking in gratefulness mm-hmm. for everything that I have. Well, that's awesome to hear. And most people of your age don't have that perspective yet in life. So it's great that you're developing that and now. And the people that I have too, not just the things. The yeah. people that I have are invaluable to mm-hmm. me. Like there's no amount of money that you could put on being able to like hug your mom or mm-hmm be with your sister i just moved my sister into her dorm and Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot but i could not imagine like if something happened to my sisters or something happened to my family so family is number one for me Mm -hmm. that's awesome well my co-author of the mirror book uh, maria spears she often uses this expression that you know each interaction we get to have with people is gift so it's like this concept the power of presence like the here and now it's like interact, interaction we could have. So, like, we're sitting here today having a conversation that'll be coming out in a podcast sometime in the future. Um, but we get to learn from one another. Right. We get to understand one another more. We get to hear a little bit more about our life experiences, and then it shapes. It's like, oh, what is this? Wow, that's really cool. What experiences Albany had that's impacted you, and now you've shared it with me. And then I'll, somewhere down the road, someone's going to hear this. They're going to hear you talking about gratitude, and hopefully it'll influence them to take more time to really be intentional about thinking about what they're grateful for in their life or spend more focus on their family or something like that. So it's a gift that you're sharing those things with me now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the um, I like to ask my guests a couple key questions each episode. One is like, you talked about this kind of almost spiritual journey you had when you were out on tour with Maverick City, which if, if, if any of the listeners haven't listened to their music, if you're into contemporary Christian music, I encourage you to go check them out. Um, but um, I'm wondering if you've developed any specific habits or practices or things that you're focusing on intentionally to reflect more of the life that you want. Yeah, I think that... During that time, I realized that I wasn't really making time for me. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not the best version of me, I mm-hmm. can't put that that best version of me forward to help my clients, to help my friends in my relationship. 
um, to help my family. So mm-hmm. I have to take time or make time to go to church on Sunday. If I can't do a sh- showing during that time, mm-hmm. I just have to take a step back and make time for me to maintain myself. Mm-hmm. So if I need to go to get my hair done or I need to go, mm-hmm. you know, do a devotion in the car really quick, take mm-hmm. a step back, mm-hmm. um, go get my nails done, take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I neglected that for the, the first two years in real estate. I was just running around, showing to showing, showing to showing, closing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go meet the home inspector. And like I was doing all of that on my own. Mm-hmm. So now I have realized that some things I may not be able to attend mm-hmm. so that I can make sure that I am my best self and mm-hmm. so that I can help as many people as possible in being my best self. Absolutely. And so developing the habit of kind of setting boundaries because mm. <laughs> I would have clients that would like text me at 4 a.m. and they're like, why didn't you text me back? I'm like, <laughs> <A little> early. <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> but Avery will text you back at 3 a.m. Yeah. He wakes up at 3 a.m. So he does that every day. He's very disciplined in his schedule and I'm kind of developing those habits. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of have a routine of like, I'm going to um, list out everything I need to get done mm-hmm. or just be more productive. He's great with that. Me, I'm still learning and that's mm-hmm. fine because I'm still on my journey mm-hmm. and I Absolutely. feel like we're always going to be lifelong gonna be learners. Yeah. We're always going to be trying to improve ourselves. But I think that's definitely something that I reflected on mm-hmm. was prioritizing myself. Well, you're speaking to the L chapter, the reflect acrostic, is to love yourself mm-hmm. and to let others know you love them. Because, you know, it's this idea that we can't give from an empty cup. Exactly. So you can't serve your clients at the level you want to serve. You can't be who you want to be for Avery. You can't be the daughter you want to be for your mom and dad or your sister if you don't have that capacity right? So yeah. you've got to take care of yourself. you got Definitely. to love yourself first in order to love everybody else. So that's encouraging that you've gained some greater awareness to that. Yeah. Because before I was like, yes, I can do it. I'll be there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be here for this event. And I also have to be here for my mom. I need to be there for my client. And it's just like, wow, like how mm-hmm. am I going to clone myself mm-hmm. to make this work? And now I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, so. my co-author Maria Spears in the mirror book, she went through a very intentional process about a year ago of evaluating what is she saying yes to? And for her, like the idea, even to make the commitment to collaborate with me on this book project she went through a very deliberate process evaluating, does this something I can give a full yes to and evaluate that? And does this align with my thinking? And, you know, she took it in prayer, you know, to make a decision. And then she went through further on, she went through a process of, like you, she was so busy doing so many things. It's like, am I really giving a full yes to the things that are a high priority in my life? And she had to start making some tough decisions Mm -hmm. and having some tough conversations and backing away from some things and saying no some things. So your capacity to value yourself enough and set those boundaries that you need to have so you can have a healthy and whole life and make a priority to the things that are important to you is very, very important. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that to hear I that you gained that this I realized that early wisdom. on and like a lot of realtor friends and 
people that I've connected with, like networked with, they're like, just make sure you are managing your stress well because mm-hmm. real estate is a very stressful industry. Yeah, and it is. People Can be get really wrapped up in it and it's like that hamster wheel where it's Mm -hmm. like they don't even realize that it's affecting their health whether it be their mental health their physical health and Mm -hmm. so I really was intentional about that right you know it's I draw upon my second master's degree is kind of an applied behavioral science and I think I draw upon those skills more than anything else because when people are going through change is change change creates stress because of uncertainty and helping to manage people through that change is probably the greatest skill that I've developed and sometimes I'm more present and better for people than others but it's like if I can stay tuned into how can I best serve their needs and keep them first and foremost in their mind and um that's a real skill and it takes a lot of intentional effort to be able to do so so definitely and I I definitely feel that I'm an empath Mm. so like if my client has something going on Mm -hmm. I really take it to heart and so if you have like four or five people specifically doing new construction Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's been stressful lately with all of these supply issues and labor issues and you know they have their hopes set on a certain date and then Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen and then they're upset and like I really internalize that Mm -hmm. and then I'm upset and Mm -hmm. they're venting to me and like I really take that like Mm -hmm. like I'll I'll lay in bed at night just awake feeling sad like there's nothing that I can personally do I mean I wish that I could build the house myself (laughs) to help move it along but I really am an empath and so like those are opportunities I I have sometimes same kind of thing comes up for me and those are for me I generally take those in prayer uh the the things that are beyond my control I cannot control them and I was having a conversation recently with some clients that you know the need for control the underlying emotion is fear. It's like, well, when you get to that place where you have that really strong need for control and you're frustrated with something is shift your focus to love. Shift your focus to appreciation, to gratitude. It's like, what's going well right now? Right. Okay, this one thing over here that I don't have any control over, I don't know clearly yet what's getting ready to happen, but what is going well? What, what blessings do I have in my life that I can stay focused on as I wait for other people to do what they need to do in order to give clarity to the situation that I'm frustrated with? And you can have conversations with more mature adults about things like that. Mm-hmm. Some people, uh, if you don't have the relationship, you, you, you can't necessarily have a conversation. But, it's right. like, but for myself, it's like when I'm having one of those things pop into my mind that I'm worried about or concerned about those are things i take to lord in prayer and just like i gotta give it up yeah i I can't control what's gonna happen i can just pray for positive out and expect good things to happen absolutely had a very challenging one yeah because it's crazy but it always works out Mm -hmm. like i've never had a situation in work or life where God did not work it out. Mm-hmm. And just looking back on it, it's like, I was so worried about this. And <laughs> I just got to let God let go step let into God. this yeah. situation and yeah. not even worry about it. <laughs> he can do all things. Absolutely. Well, good for you for having that awareness and, and making that a priority for you. So 
you've talked a little bit about, you know, what are some things you've done to focus on for yourself to reflect more the life you'd want to live. If you look back to this point in life, and you're, you're still fairly young. I am young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> you know, but if, if, you, if you look back even a few years ago and you had a conversation with an earlier version of yourself, or if you're having a conversation with somebody now, it's like, like, what is one thing that you've learned to this point in life that you would encourage others to focus on to reflect more of the life they want? I would say, if I were speaking to a younger version of myself, mm-hmm. that you can't focus on things that you can't control mm-hmm. and not to internalize what other people think about you. Mm. I think that in middle and the beginning of high school, I was bullied a little Mm. for being extremely skinny. I was probably the same height that I am now, but Mm -hmm. I weighed like 90 pounds. (laughs) Like it was, you were slim. Very, very. And so I, Pretty sure my jeans size was like a double zero, which is mm. like, oh my goodness, like that's so. Because you're fairly tall. How tall yeah, are you? I'm like five ten. Yeah, yeah. So it was really small, but I mean, people were so mean mm-hmm. about it, and I would cry every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would come home from school and I would cry and cry and cry, and that's when my mom decided to transition me into an alternative high school mm. where I could earn an associate's degree. Mm-hmm. while in high school by doing dual enrollment. But I was primarily done with my high school classes after the second year. And so I just transitioned to basically being a full-time college mm-hmm. student. And I was a teenager. So mm-hmm. I just went I went to night school a lot, and I was working at Chick-fil-A. And mm-hmm. um, I really just internalized it like I mm-hmm. would look in the mirror and I would just think oh my gosh I'm so skinny like I was just so upset and so removing me from that environment where I was bullied every single day kind of gave me a safe space in mm-hmm. a sense and I'm really grateful that I switched to that mm-hmm. um, non-traditional I guess you could say high school experience because I don't know if I could take much more mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was so sad and so Looking back, if I had known that, I feel like I would have been in a different place emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I am an emotional person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, I am an empath, but I'm very emotional. Um, And I recognize that. And so it really affected me Mm -hmm. in a negative way. And Mm -hmm. so when I moved away to to college, I kind of, I was a collegiate rower. Mm-hmm. for the first year of college awesome. and I kind of bulked up because yeah. I was really working out a lot and everyone's like wow you look so great and I'm just like you guys were just picking on me like, <laughs> <laughs> like you were just making fun of me uh, but um yeah I would I would say definitely to not internalize what other people have to mm-hmm. think about you well the original working subtitle of the mirror book was the mirror through which I see myself in you so it's that was coming up as you were describing that as like, you know, um, and it's this idea that most interactions that we have where we're making judgments about somebody else or a situation are really more of a reflection of me, but I've got to have a healthy self-image of myself, mm-hmm. just like we were talking about earlier about love yourself in order to love others. Um, and gaining that capacity to not 
internalize other people's judgments. Because judgments, you know, it's like, I can't make you think or feel anything. Right. All thoughts are optional. And what you choose to think about me is totally up to you. But if I allow it to come into me, that's a choice I make. I was listening to uh, my co-author, Maria Spears. She also has a podcast called Girl, Water Your Grass. And an episode that came out this morning, they were talking about this idea of listening to yourself versus being intentional about talking to yourself. So if you're listening to all that negativity that you may be internalizing from some others, Mm -hmm. is having that capacity and that skill to capture those thoughts and and recognize, ah, this is not a healthy thought. I don't believe this. Why am I thinking this? And start to being intentional about something positive, replace that Dr. Caroline Leaf uh, does a lot of work around neuroscience around this, you know, replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts. So it's like the I am statement, like what is something that I believe about myself or maybe I'm not quite there yet, but what is something I aspire to be that I want to be that if I claim it now as if it's already happened, I am confident. I am beautiful. Right. And to I replace am. those thoughts and even like, I think a lot of people place their value in the physical mm-hmm. and then like you don't see the, I'm getting emotional because mm-hmm. <laughs> I am an emotional person, yeah. <laughs> but no, like you don't, you don't prioritize like what's on the inside. Yeah. You just see like what's on the outside of like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, you are a beautiful woman, oh, but you. you're more importantly a beautiful spirit. Oh, thank you. you. Know, and, and that gentleness of spirit that you have and how you show up and how you care yourself, I think is very powerful. Well, thank you so, so much. You just keep being you and keep stepping into becoming the best version of yourself. Ahead of the show, we were talking about what are you most excited about? And you were talking about things in the future. So I'm wondering if what things in the future yeah. really got I you excited? I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to be transitioning this way. Um, there are talks of other like tours and shows in the future that mm-hmm. I may be working on. Um, I'm going to Canada next month to one of my favorite places, which is called Banff. Oh, yeah. And I love it there. So I'm excited to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know. Like, I'm just excited for the possibilities. I'm not Mm -hmm. even necessarily excited for anything that's concrete. Yeah. I'm just excited for endless possibilities. You're open to the endless. That's awesome. Well, stay open to all those amazing opportunities that are coming. Because my sense is there's going to be a lot of great things coming forth in the future for you. What's bubbling up for you right now? Maybe something you thought we might talk about or we haven't talked about. What's coming up for you right now? That's I'm not sure. Nothing really. Okay. Well, if people want to reach out to you, say they're listening and they want to connect with you to learn more about your real estate business, the Price is Right Realtor, or they just want to connect with you to gain more from your wisdom and experience that you've uh, had this point in life, what are some ways for people to connect with you business-wise or otherwise? So I would say the best ways would be Facebook or Instagram or email. Mm-hmm. Um, so my Facebook is just Albany Jones. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram is at the Price is Right Realtor. Great branding. And then my email is Albany at Alma, A-L-M-A-J-Annie.com. Yeah. And the company is actually named after my two great grandmothers, which I love them. <laughs> so. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, I uh, appreciate you taking the time to come into the studio today as, as you're in town visiting with Avery and doing other things. Um, been a delight to get to know you a little bit more, and I hope that our listeners that will hear your episode will take away something positive from what you've shared today. And uh, I just encourage my guests always just to go out and reflect the life you want. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Alvin. And I hope to connect with you again soon. Awesome.